Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Courageous, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. We are so happy that you are here, and not only that you are here, but you send us your questions, your concern, uh, things that you want to hear, and we are delighted for that. We uh, love to... Um, uh, respond to your questions. We know that this podcast started with, uh, it was your initiative, you're the audience. You read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, and many of you um, contacted me and say, train us and teach us how to be strong and courageous. So here we are. And uh, by the way, before I forget, you can buy the book, Saving My Assassin, from uh, my uh, my website, virginiaprodanbooks.com slash products slash book. Today we have a very, very special guest. You will love, you will love my guest. And she is a very sweet friend. She is, um, she has more books uh, published by Tyndale that I have, but uh, Tyndale is our common publisher, and uh, we just uh, we just love to talk and uh, to help people. But this time, uh, my friend Diane Mills um, will talk with you more about this. She is the best-selling author, and she believes that the writer, the writers, should expect an adventure. So be ready for that. Um, she has been uh, in many, many places. I can tell you it's a, she's a founding board a member of the American Christian Fiction Writers. She is, uh, in fact, I, uh, I remember meeting her for the first time many years ago at the J.B. Jenkins Writers uh, Guide. And uh, she's an international thriller uh, writer, and more than that, she is a, absolutely an amazing writer uh, and wants to help others to be successful. And she's involved more. She's going to tell you just a little bit more than I can I can tell. Uh, Diane, thank you so very much for being here at our podcast. Please uh, um, introduce yourself to our audience and our viewers. I am honored to be a part of your podcast, Virginia. And here I am in Houston, and it's a beautiful day, and I am doing what I love most, which is talking to readers and writers the exciting part of being a writer. I am a Christian writer, which means that my novels reflect my values, my beliefs as a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, I've I've had people say, Dan, why don't you write for this market or that market? And I always say the same thing. Virginia, we all have friends and family and neighbors who are not believers. And they are really not too excited when we come to visit them either. And they won't visit us. They're not interested in going to church or a Bible study. And many are not interested in coming to our homes. But we can recommend a novel. 
we can say, hey, I read this story. It was incredible. And I think you might like it too. And when I can give that person a novel in which only one, only has to be one, one character who solves their problems and faces the world in a Christian worldview, and they begin to get it. And they begin to understand because it's a non-threatening environment. It's a story. So I think that um, we writers can also call ourselves farmers because we are planting seeds for the kingdom of God. And with that, not only do I believe that my readers are the most important people in the universe, but I also believe that writers are too. You know, you and I, Virginia, one of these days we won't be writing anymore. But we need to make sure that those who are coming up behind us have the tools and the encouragement and the enthusiasm and the inspiration to not only work diligently at their craft, but to continue working and working and working for as long as they can. You are so right about this. You nailed it. Um, yes, indeed, our write, writing is in general for for Christians. Even though my book, I um, Saving My Assassin, I envision to um, have it for right for uh, Christians and non uh, Christians in a, in such a way that they will reach them. Um, I was amazed by two stories that I heard later on after I wrote the book. One was uh, I was looking on uh, internet, Google, to look for, for something about uh, an interview or something, and here I am, I find... Um, a YouTube video uh, by a young young man talking about my book. And he was saying that he read my book and my book is the best book about life in socialism and communism and life without Christ and so forth. And he said, I want to tell you that by the time she is in the middle of the book, she started to talk about who helped her to stay in and confront a huge and, and ferocious dictator and so forth, and it's God. So he said, I want to tell you because I don't want to surprise you. I don't think that she surprised us, but that's the way it is. And I was thinking... Oh, he he was uh, addressing a non-Christian view, uh, you know, and, uh, and readers. And I was thinking, that is so wonderful. Another story that I heard, I heard it personally. Some young man called me and said, ma'am, don't, you don't know me, but I know you because I've read your book. And the reason I am telling you, I'm calling you is this. 
I am a student uh, in college, uh, and he said, I, visit, uh, I visited my aunt because she supports me in college. But she supports me in a, an amazing way. She doesn't criticize me for the ideas that I have that are totally different than her ideas. So I love to spend time with her. So the last time when I went, I was ready to leave uh, her house, and at the door, she said, hold on just one second. Hold on just one second. And she uh, had her book, uh, my book in her hands and give it to him. And he said, I read this book and I would love for you to read it and tell me your point of view. And he said, I read your book and changed my perspective. I went to college uh, and I uh, shared with my classmates, with my professors, and I want you to know that many lives will change. And he said, the reason I am telling you is because my aunt was very smart. She, di she didn't say, read this book and get smart and learn <laughs> more about socialism. She said, I want you to read it and tell me your point of view. And you are so right that sharing a book can change a life, even if the, a person who is against Christian uh, worldview or point of view. Yes. Oh, and another thing. Oh, I think that's wonderful. That gives me uh, chill bumps. Uh, thank you. Is that when I'm writing a story, it's not a Diane's story. It's that particular character. So how that particular character solves their problems, thinks, acts, all the things that they do, it's that character. That way, when a reader is into the story, they, they put the writer aside. All they're into is that experience, that adventure, like with your nonfiction book, what you were going to. And with me, it's what my character or characters are going through. And I love that because first and foremost, anytime we write a story, a fiction, it is to entertain. Entertain someone with an adventure, a journey. And... For me, I have more reasons, too. And the other one is to inspire. And that's exactly what you did with those two uh, gentlemen that you were talking about, that you inspired them to think a little differently, to get outside of their own little box and explore what the world has to offer. And the third thing for me is encouragement. I want to encourage that person no matter where they are. Like the aunt who said, read this and give me your point of view. Yes, that's encouragement. That's not being critical. That's not being preachy. It is just encouragement. I think as long as writers have that mindset, the, then what we write will be read, and it will be read with value and integrity and something that that reader will want to share with others. I, I believe uh, I, this is so important what you said, because we as uh, writers, we should be transparent because we are not perfect. We make mistakes and make uh, uh, the other person reading, being encouraged, 
know that yes, everything is possible and everything is possible not because of us, but because of Christ in us. And you said it in the beginning that the book or our writing should never be no matter if it's fiction or non-fiction, should never be about us. It's about the power of God in us and how God can change one person and gives encouragement that that person can be the reader. Wow. Well, I think we should just pass the collection plate. <laughs> we are having church here today. I would like to offer a word of encouragement to all of those who are writers out there or maybe closet writers. You, you'd like to write a story, but you just don't know if you can do that. You'd like to write a memoir. You'd like to write poetry or a screenplay, but you're just really nervous and you don't know how to begin. Or maybe you're like me and you just don't have the courage. You just don't have that confidence that you can do. So I'm going to share my story with a challenge at the end. And that is it, this. Back when my husband and I were just married a little over two years, he said to me one day, stop telling me that someday you are going to write a book. Just quit your job and I'll give you a year to get anything published. And if you do, no matter if you get paid for it or not, you don't have to go back to your other job. Well, I had been creating stories in my mind since I was a little itty bitty girl and using a number two lead pencil and a big chief notebook pad. So that was a desire that I have always had, but I didn't have the confidence. So I looked at him and I said, okay, I will. And all five foot two of me just arched her shoulders and said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did. I wrote that book that year. I sold it. I wrote uh, articles and contributed in some other publications, not knowing that some people write for years and years without anything ever happening. And so obviously I never went back to my other job and as of today, book number 93 will be out the end of summer, and my husband works with me full-time to keep this ministry, this writing ministry, and the speaking, and the editing I do, and the mentoring that I do, and speaking to book clubs, all of those things that engages writers and readers. It takes both of us. But it is such a blessing, but it would not have happened if he hadn't challenged me. So that's what I want to do, Virginia. I want to challenge all of your writers to just do it. And you readers, readers, if writing is not what your dream is, if it's not what God has put on your heart, then that challenge is for what God has put on your heart. And we don't know until we try. How better to try than to just be sad because we never did. So that, that's my encouragement. That's my challenge. Yeah, that is so true. And I will say, uh, try to do 30 minutes a day, one hour, three hours, whatever, until you form a habit. And it's absolutely amazing. I remember many times 
uh, I used to do and even now I'm doing. Sometimes I am driving on the ho- on the highway and all of a sudden the good lord the holy spirit put something in my uh, my mind and i learned that i will forget so i take the first exit stop and write it right away in my iphone somewhere so i can do that I know I remember times when I will I will put I will say oh during the night I will dream about something and I will say oh I remember next next day and no I forgot then I will wake up and do an outline the next morning I will look at outline what is it I don't remember then I uh, decided that I will put the computer by my bed. When the Holy Spirit wakes me up, I will write it right there. So whatever it's good for you, if you are a writer and you believe that God will um, uh, put on your heart to write, adopt what is best for you. And what I am sharing is I learned it on the way. I didn't, uh, from the time that I started, I didn't believe that uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would start writing. But as you write, tell me if I am right or not, the passion is burning in your heart, in your your life. And it's not a, a job. It's a passion. So you wake up or you stop and you start writing. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, There are writers who have little lighted notebooks and little uh, pens that light up on their nightstand. There are those writers who have notepads in every room, uh, have their phone ready to record when they're out driving like uh, you're doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, I remember a time when I had a whiteboard in the shower you know, that would let you uh, write uh, and take notes and it, it wouldn't dribble down because it was waterproof. But yes, it's it's a passion. It's undeniable. It is something that it's not just a wish or a hope. It's something you have to do. And uh, I, I love the, the spiritual aspect that weaves with integrity to say this may not be my very best on this first draft, but it will get better so that when I'm ready to present it, I know that God's going to be with me and he's going to help me make sure that this says exactly what he intended. You are so right about this. Many times in in my speeches, uh, I... um, um, because people will say about my book, I couldn't put it down. I read it in, in one setting or something. Sometimes I tell them, don't start reading the book uh, late in night because you're going to be <laughs> up the whole night. But what I want to share with them is I want to share with them and say, you remember the beginning of my speech that I told you that I came to this country not knowing one word of English? And now I'm writing a book that you, the the readers, are saying, I couldn't put it down. It's a power of Christ in us that does miracles. And he wants you to be encouraged and to think if God was able to write through this person. Because many times I tell them, Christ wrote his book story in my life long before I scribe it into my memoir, Saving My Assassin. 
And God will do the same thing in your life if you are obedient. Because everything that we do, the Bible tells us, like you said, it's not for us to receive glory. It's for the glory of God. And you will see miracles in your life and you'll be able to share those miracles and encourage others as you do it right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that those who write, those who are in art, those who are Christian and they are in a, a type of art, it is not a job. It never was a job. It was something we have to do. And it almost seems, oh my goodness, I got paid for this. Might not have been a whole lot, but I got paid for this. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of a, a little funny inside joke for all of us who love to write, love to sing, love to paint, uh, whatever that art may be, when you're doing it to glorify Christ, it is not uh, a labor of work. It's, it is a labor of love. And that makes yes. all the difference. That is, uh, that is exactly what I wanted to say, because God has a way of lifting us up as writers too, because at least myself, I have moments when I'm asking myself, Lord, have I done enough? And here it is. I don't finish the question and I receive a, an email from Canada, from India, India, from Australia, from all over the world to say, I read your book. You changed my life. I learned how to uh, trust God, to memorize Bible verses, that God is in control and so forth. Um, yes. We God is doing through us amazing things, and we can take credit for that. But as you obey, you will see those miracles. You will see lives change. And what an amazing job. I'm a lawyer, and I always think the God of the universe invites us to be co-workers with him. I mean, he never asks you, about your bio, about your skills, by the way he puts the skills in you, he will say, obey me, follow my path, and I will do everything through you. I mean, who in, on this planet, an employer would say that, but the God of the universe say, be co-worker with me, write uh, this book with me or do this painting or be uh, a doctor and see the miracles or lawyers and see the miracles. And sometimes because we are afraid, sometimes, like you said, because you put God in, in a box, we refuse. We refuse to be co-workers with God. We refuse to see God's miracles and also to let God change lives through what he is doing in our lives. So I, I hope people will be encouraged to let, let God use them for, for his glory. Oh, absolutely. While you were talking and I was thinking about the confidence so many of us lack in, in what we're doing, and I have this analogy for you, and that is in heaven, there is a warehouse filled with books, books that the author didn't have the courage to write. And I don't know about you, 
but I don't want any of mine there. I, I, not by any stroke of the imagination, but we have to look at God, kind of laugh, kind of giggle, have our sobering moments, and and thank Him for all He's doing. Sometimes when I write something, I'll look at it. Sometimes I almost hear God laugh, like, "Are you sure that's what you want?" And uh, uh, I and I enjoy that special time. And for most of us who are writing, most of us, not all of us, we tend to be introverted. And unless we're talking about something that we're really, really passionate about, like writing, then we kind of sit back and, and watch the world happen. And you know what? That's good. We can't we can't write about what's going on in the world if we're not willing to listen to others and explore and listen to the various opinions and and find out those things that not only bother people and people's needs, but also how God can intervene and help those people have a better life, feel better about themselves, be spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally more healthy. Um, I think we're pretty lucky. You are so right on that. And it's so hard sometimes because you are a writer and you, you're going to isolate yourself and you're going to write and you're going to enjoy that because it's a passion. But you also have to develop the second skill to listen. And on that, you have to be very careful because when people meet you, they want to know more about yourself. So you have to develop questions in such a way that will give them a chance to talk about themselves in order to know exactly the the things that you're talking about. So if you're not aware of those, you will continue to speak and never be able to listen to their problems, their concerns, and so forth. So you have to keep that in mind, too. You're so right about that. That is so good. And you know, when we get to heaven, Virginia, we're not going to be asked how many books we wrote, how much money we made, where we lived, how many kids we had. We are going to be asked how many relationships did you make because of me? And I, I love that. It's all about that relationship. It's all about reaching out to someone else and just putting a, a blanket or a quilt over ourselves so that that other person knows, wow, they made me feel important. I think she really cared. And I, I love that about our lives. It's not always easy, but if it was easy, then maybe we wouldn't have that much value for it. That it's, um, that it's one of the things that I always try to remember because when we talk with people, uh, the way I say, you said you, you put like a blanket, uh, I am saying and I'm, I, I'm focusing on, are these people hear Christ in me or me? Many times I pray, even when I go and speak and I pray, Lord, help me to be almost invisible to them, but you be visible to them. As I 
speak as I encourage them. So they will hear from you and not from me, a human. And that, oh, yes. will, that will change their lives. And I, I have seen, and you know, as a speaker, you know, as a speaker, you see the face of people and everything, and you you can be encouraged by the the way they look and the, the way they realize Christ is speaking to me personally. Oh, yes. And I have to make a decision. That is an amazing opportunity. You know, Virginia, I I love writers. I love readers. And do you mind if I give my website so no, that... No, please, Okay. Please. Uh, it is Diane, and it's D-I-A-N-N, Mills, M-I-L-L-S, dot com. And when you go there, you see all my social media platforms, how to email me, uh, where I'm going to be, and oh, I'm going to be in your area on Wednesday, but I'll 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 tell you that in just a second. I got excited, but uh, it on my website. It's about you. If you're a book club person, a host, there's things there for you. If you're interested in a book, there's information there. If you want to know where I'm at, there's information there, and I. I pride myself in being as relational as possible. I I want uh, what is the uh, cliche? I just met my new my new best friend. Uh, I, I like that, and that is what makes the world go round. But anyway, on Wednesday this week, I will be at the uh, North Richland Hills uh, Library. And that is uh, North Richland Hills, Texas. That is in the, the Dallas area. And I will be there from 12 to 2.30. And if you go to my website, it's there. And it shows you where to click and the phone number and the address and all of those things. But they are having uh, a combination. They're having a luncheon. And then they're having a, you know, talk to me and I'm going to talk about my latest book and answer questions. And it'll be just an informal chat. So um, if any of your uh, listeners are interested, I would love to meet them. And they don't have to do the lunch. Uh, It's just, I'm there and it's on my website if you'd like to connect, especially if you are in that Dallas area. Oh, that will be great, and I hope that uh, our viewers and our listeners will take uh, advantage of that opportunity. And if uh, some of them will not be able, I will advise them to continue to go to your website for your next appearance in our area or in the area where they live. That will be a great opportunity. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Diane, for coming to our podcast. I re- we really enjoy uh, so many um, great ideas and everything that you share. And I hope that you will return to our podcast with your new book, with the things that you will do in a different way or whatever the situation might be. We love and I know that the, um, our audience, our viewers already learn a lot from, from your presentation. 
Oh, thank you. And I would be honored. This has been an honor for me to be a guest and to speak to your viewers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I hope that you will return to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pratan. You can click and you can subscribe for free or you can subscribe for free for our YouTube channel. And you will never be able to miss one of our podcast or YouTube videos. Um, Please continue to send us your questions, your comments, uh, things that you need. We are here to serve you, to help you in any way possible. Uh, again, if you want to buy the book, Saving My Assassin, My Memoir, you can go to virginiaprodanbooks.com slash product slash book, and um, we will send you the book. Also, please don't forget to go to the Ann Mills website and uh, go to this event event coming. Uh, and uh, if you cannot participate on this one, make sure that you go to the next one when uh, Diane is in your area. Until next time, thank you so, so very much and God bless you. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to go to Diane Mills uh, website and learn more because we are here to help you. We are here to um, encourage you that yes it is possible you can do it until next time bye bye